Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 69th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. 69. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you know what the square root of 69 is, Sarah? I don't know. Jokes? I don't get it. The answer is jokes, because everyone associates the number 69 with jokes. Get it? Oh, it's just not funny. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, giddy, folks, we are the Shorty Sisters, and the holiday season is finally upon us. Yay! Although, what a shitty holiday season this will be. Actually, you know what I was just thinking? Given the lack of holiday parties this year due to COVID and all this pandemic business, maybe it's a blessing for those of us who are dreading all the gluttony that would normally ensue at all of these holiday functions that we will now not be attending in 2020. So maybe there's the silver lining. Or... Maybe there will be more gluttony because everyone will be eating their feelings. Yeah, maybe, eh? See, I'm just more worried about what January will look like for everyone if COVID is still running rampant. Because I saw in the news the other day that real live Christmas trees are apparently flying off the shelves this year. And people started decorating for Christmas super early because everyone is just dying for some kind of cheer and joy in their lives lives right now. And I guess everyone just wants to smell the the sweet smell of pine in their homes where they're stuck 24-7. And then come January, I'm thinking either everyone will be stoked to have 2020 behind them, or January will be an even more depressing month than it usually is because Christmas is over and the weather is such garbage. So it's just going to be really bad for everyone whose mental health is already so fragile given the whole pandemic situation. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Okay, but yes, you're right. Let's not go down that sad rabbit hole and instead talk for our holiday episode this year about binge eating. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know we've already covered how to not binge your way through the holiday season on previous podcasts, and we will, of course, link those episodes up on the show notes for this one at jackedonthebeanstalk.com. But this year, we wanted to do something different but equally helpful regarding food and the holidays for everyone listening, or excessive amounts of food that we all tend to eat during this time of 
of year, I should say. And of course, I already have many clients stressing about upcoming holiday meals and what they can and cannot eat. And let's be honest, most of us do not have much self-control when it comes to our moms or our grandma's homemade holiday feasts. And we can have the best of intentions going to that gathering, working out beforehand, eating a healthy, protein-rich breakfast and lunch beforehand, and stating our intentions to be mindful and conscious and doing all of those mental and physical things to prepare yourself for a mindful, healthy holiday experience. And then you get to your in-laws and... All the intentions go right out the window. Exactly. So whether it's having a couple of drinks and the drunchies set in, or perhaps you're super awkward around your family or your in-laws, whatever, and mindless snacking helps you to feel more comfortable or drinking, or perhaps you just have no willpower whatsoever around tempting food, especially if it's your mom's famous holiday baking spread. Guilty as charged right here, same. So, because we can totally relate to this, we thought instead of recording a podcast all about hog out prevention, let's just go straight to the aftermath, people. And what can we do after you have been a gluttonous holiday hog? So, fuck willpower. We ain't got no self-control when it comes to Christmas. Yes, you're going to eat like a pig this holiday season, but what we really want to know is how much fat can we actually gain after one full day of holiday binging on every cookie and square insight. Cookie! Ooh, I bet a whole lot of ears just perked right up there. I hope so. Share this episode with your friends if so. Okay, so... We all know that if you eat more calories than you burn, obviously you're going to gain weight. And the more calories you eat, obviously the more weight you will gain. And yes, of course, you can gain weight after a single day of binge eating, but it's probably less than you think. But I thought it would be fun for this episode to actually look at some studies and share my findings with you guys. So let's get to the studies, shall we? a bout of overeating, researchers at the University of Colorado fed 16 people 50% more calories than they needed to maintain their weight every day for two weeks, which was about 1,400 extra calories per day. After two weeks, they gained three pounds of fat. That works out to 1.5 pounds of fat per week or 0.2 pounds per day. And now perhaps you are thinking, okay, well, this study does reveal that people don't gain much fat when they overeat, but why do I always gain 5 to 10 pounds after I overeat for a few days during the holidays? Well, the answer, dear podcast listener, more or less boils down to four key factors. Your sodium intake, your carbohydrate intake, your water intake, and the weight of your feces. 
Remember that time when you were a kid and you clogged the toilet with the hugest <laughs> shit any of us had ever seen? <laughs> Dad had to break it up with a stick and kept referring to it as a muskrat. Yeah, for a small child, that thing had to weigh at least half my body weight. That might have been the biggest shit I've ever taken in my life. I bet you lost a couple pounds that day. Mm, probably. But anyway, when most people eat a lot of food in one sitting, they inevitably eat a lot more sodium and carbs than they normally would. And yes, sodium and carbs don't cause much weight gain on their own, but sodium does bring water into your cells, which is why eating large amounts of it can increase your total body water stores. Hence, what we all know to be bloating or water retention after eating that vegetarian platter at your local shawarma place, as delicious as it is. And fun fact, just one high-sodium meal could actually increase your whole body water stores enough to add several pounds to your body weight, and this sodium bomb could definitely increase your scale weight for several days before your body disposes of that excess sodium and water retention. Several days? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, and carbs have a similar effect on your body weight. They get stored in the muscles and liver in the form of glycogen. And fun fact, every gram of glycogen is stored with three to four grams of water, which means if you consume 400 grams of carbs, that could easily put three to four pounds of water into your muscles and your liver. But bear in mind, for anyone who's a macro counter tracker, 400 grams of carbs would would be a lot. That's like basically like seven or eight cups of raw oats, which most people are obviously not going to eat in one sitting. Yeah, I like oatmeal, but eight bowls of oatmeal? Just mm. the thought of that makes me feel bloated. Really? The thought of eating that much oats makes me want to do the heaviest leg day of my life, and I love oatmeal, so that sounds like heaven to me. But anywho, the good news is that your body will excrete most of the extra sodium and water after a big binge fest, and your carb stores will gradually return to normal. But until this occurs, you totally could think you've gained several pounds of fat especially if you're going by whatever your scale is showing. And again, all of this extra water weight can definitely give you a puffy, bloated appearance, which of course would reinforce the idea that, oh shit, I've just gained a ton of extra fat. Damn you delicious carbs. Totally. And going back to the muskrat discussion, not that I particularly care to, but another reason your body weight might skyrocket after a day or two of holiday hogging is an increase in the weight of your shit or stool, feces. Yeah, did you know, Sarah, that until your body has fully digested and excreted all of the extra food mass from your feasting, you'll probably be carrying around several additional pounds of food in your digestive tract, which obviously further bumps up your body weight. And adds an extra month to that food baby you're carrying. <laughs> but yeah, let's not spend too much time on this, but the bottom line is if you eat 1,000 to 50 
1500 calories more than you normally would to maintain your weight in a single day, you'll probably only gain one-fifth to one-quarter of a pound of fat, even if your scale is telling you a very different story. And even if you really let go and eat 2,000 to 3,000 extra calories on Christmas, it's nothing to be too concerned about because you'll probably gain about a half pound of fat, which is not that much. This sounds like really good news for all of us Christmas hogs, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still going to feel some major guilt and self-loathing. Any tips for the post-binge blues? Why, yes, Sarah, yes, I do. Thanks for asking. We didn't plan that one at all. (laughs) So yeah, first off, take your digestive enzymes. And I'm probably sounding like a broken record because I feel as though I've mentioned this on so many podcasts or at least to so many clients but I am a big fan of the Organica Full Spectrum brand of digestive enzymes because they contain what's called protease enzymes, and it's this kind of enzyme that increases the breakdown of proteins into single amino acids. And what I always tell people is to have one before and after any big cheat meal, and if you forget to take one beforehand, just take two afterward. I believe the Organica ones are five 500 milligrams per capsule. You could also drink a cup of mint tea to help soothe your digestion. If it's earlier in the day that your big hog fest took place, use those excess carbs to go fuel a killer workout. And if it's late at night, even something like a hot shower or an Epsom salt bath would be really good for you both mentally and physically, and a good way to cleanse yourself of the gluttony, so to speak. Plus, Fun fact, Epsom salt is really great for drying you out. Yeah, except unfortunately you have to see your bloated naked body splayed out in your bathtub. (laughs) True. Well, that actually reminds me of a fitness competitor friend of mine who told me she used to strip down naked every time she binged on chips and would only eat them naked staring at herself in front of her full-length mirror because she claimed that she could literally see the fat accumulating, which is obviously not true at all, and I hope we just prove that by discussing how much fat you can actually gain from a binge. And people think competitors have issues? Oh, and I should also mention about the whole exercising after a food binge issue, which a lot of people do, and I know I just encouraged it, but in a healthy way, like I said, if I eat a giant bowl of oatmeal, hell yeah, I want to go do some heavy squats and deadlifts because I know those oats are going to fuel a killer leg day. But what I'm talking about right now is don't let guilt and shame fuel a workout or the cardio confessional, as I like to call it, aka, oh shit, I just ate a whole sleeve of Oreos, so I'm just going to go do an hour of cardio to make up for it. Let's get real here. Exercise is not a way to counteract overeating, but I will say that breaking a little sweat after a big old hog fest will absolutely help to deliver oxygen to your digestive tract, which means that all that food will move more smoothly through your digestive tract, therefore hopefully making you feel a little less disgusting. And hey, maybe it'll force you to puke up all that indulgence. Problem solved. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we want to be encouraged bulimia from the Shorky sisters, but thank you for that comment, even 
More strange than the eating chips naked <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> well, I just meant I've never understood how you can want to work out after a hog fest. Because if I'm going to exert myself after pounding back a box of cookies, I'm pretty sure the only weight loss I'll experience is said cookies via puking the contents of my stomach up. Okay, well, that's also why you never want to work out right after you eat. I always tell my clients to give it at least 45 minutes, even better, an hour. I find one hour post-eating is the best time to get your workout in. But anyway, I was trying to remember what we discussed on our How to Not Binge Your Way Through the Holidays podcast was that last year or maybe two years ago? And I immediately thought of how much we discussed the importance of drinking water to help you feel fuller at your holiday parties and not get drunk and lose all self-control when it comes to food. And I remember mentioning just how much of a difference drinking one glass of water before dinner or drinking a glass of water before you make your way over to the snack tray can really help to prevent overeating. So I do still highly suggest testing that out this year. And since the theme of this holiday podcast is what to do post-holiday hog fests, well, guess what? Drinking water afterwards is equally super important. And fine, after we've just stuffed our faces with every cookie and mushroom turnover imaginable, the last thing we want to do is drink a big glass of water, but bear in mind that it will grow greatly aid your digestion and help prevent gas-induced bloating, not to mention staying hydrated, supports healthy metabolism, and it will absolutely help to flush out all of that excess salt that you might have eaten, which we discussed earlier. Water consumption is especially important at mom and dad's house. Epsom salt has got nothing on the wood stove. Completely irrelevant, but I will say mom's mushroom turnovers are salty as fuck. <laughs> Does everyone know what those are? Pretty sure just eating one mushroom turnover will make you want to drink a big glass of water. <laughs> Maybe we should share that recipe. They're very they, yeah, they're they very tasty. tasty and they're a great appetizer for any holiday function. But anyway, so here is a big don't for after your next big holiday binge fest. Do not starve yourself the next day as an act of penance or self-punishment. Please do not deprive yourself of food just because you overdid it the day before. I know there are a lot of people who are into intermittent fasting and then they'd be thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to eat my face off and then I'll fast the entire next day. What I have experienced or what I know from being a coach for other people, it's probably only going to increase your desire to overeat again. So instead, what I suggest is reach for those high-protein foods the next day because you know those are going to help to satiate you. And finally, this last post-binge tip should be a no-brainer, especially given our first discussion about how much fat can you actually gain, but you really don't want to be waiting
weighing yourself after a holiday binge for obvious reasons. You already know that scale is not your friend, my friend, the day after you ate yourself into a food coma. And we both know the number displayed on your bathroom scale is probably more of a result of food that is just sitting in your stomach and water retention from all those mushroom turnovers and that delicious olive pate and crackers. So do yourself a favor, wait at least two days after your hog fest, and then you can weigh yourself. Or at least, if you're going to weigh yourself, do it while you're naked eating chips in front (laughs) of the mirror. And on that note, let us show some love and appreciation for our newest Patreon supporters, which, shockingly enough, we had a lot of them recently. No idea what brought that on, but thank you. And since this is a holiday episode, and it just wouldn't be complete without us singing a special holiday song for everyone, we thought it also appropriate that why not turn our Patreon shoutouts into a Christmas concert audio special. Yeah, think of us as the carolers who show up on your doorstep that you really have no interest in listening to, (laughs) but are forced to stand there with a shit-eating grin plastered across your face and listen. Now that we've painted the scene, (laughs) allow us to serenade you. Thank you, Jennifer D., my MILF mentor. Susie N., sorry if you felt guilted into joining. Leslie H., we appreciate your feedback. And Jimmy L., we're glad to have helped you through the lockdown. But maybe tone it down (laughs) with all those sugary spritzers. Did you not listen to the alcohol episode? Lenore, Julie, Steph, Bianca, and Rebecca, we know nothing of you, but appreciate you all the same. And finally, dearest Phil, you are a hot piece of vegan man meat. If you didn't live in Minnesota, we could hang, I mean hang. (laughs) And so, we're offering this simple song. To vegans from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to That was beautiful. And happy Hanukkah 
and, and Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa and Ramadan and oh yeah, good one. And anyone listening who doesn't celebrate Christmas and is just really irritated by us right now, and I realize we said Christmas every time, not holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, on that note, um, we just wanted to say congrats to oddly enough newbie joiner Steph W for winning this week's Patreon prize. Oh, nice! Which is a jacked on the beanstalk tote bag. Pressed by our very own Sarah Shorky. And now we do know something about Steph W. She loves tote bags. Who knew? Yeah. Congrats, Steph, and thanks for the support. Thank you, everyone who signed up recently for the support. Hopefully we can keep you longer than a month. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be using these tote bags as an experiment for the t-shirt press we got. So if they turn out to be shit, I guess everyone can blame me. And you're welcome, Steph. Yeah, lucky you, Steph. You'll be the first to experience (laughs) a JOTB original tote bag. And we'll be sure to include some other little goodies in there just in case the tote bag is a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) and with that we will sign off and wish everyone the happiest of holidays and most minimal of hog fests and remember folks it's not a crime to indulge with your friends and family you are human after all and hey if you're feeling fat bloated or you're standing naked in front of the mirror right now with an empty chip bag (laughs) hating yourself then put on your baggiest sweatsuit and stop right now. Trust me, I am speaking from personal experience when I say that dwelling on your food binges will only make you more upset, which will only lead to more emotionally charged binges down the road. So move past the guilt, people. Acknowledge that it is one gluttonous, indulgent meal that won't do much damage, as we hopefully proved earlier, and at most, it will maybe set you back a couple of days. Well, so frigging what? You hopefully enjoyed a really nice meal with your loved ones or an entire bag of chips with your full-length mirror. Anyway, that's it for this episode, kids. All the best. Peace on Earth. Don't preach. Inspire. Happy holidays. Shorky Sisters out for 2020. I love myself today.